You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Uh, fresh uh, from the Isha Azan, and that uh, on pertinence are punctuated at the time of the morning where we join our very own Sheikh Ray Maida, who is a Medina graduate and alim, an astute businessman, a motivational speaker, a lecturer in uh, many Islamic institutions, and also a world-renowned broadcaster on many platforms. And Sheikh Shoei Maida, Jazakallah Khaira for joining us on the platforms of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Sheikh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I think you're dropping on your side. Okay, I think, uh, yeah, we, uh, but yeah, you can hear me loud and clear. Now I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, let's go with the, our topic uh, this evening, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida. Uh, the beautiful topic, uh, indeed, uh, getting our minds ready for Ramadan. And, you know, there's so much to think about that, you know, we need to focus on it because after going through this turmoil of life, going through the rough seas of life, going through all the challenges of life, we need to hone in uh, Ramadan. But uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, you know, perhaps many will tell us, you don't have to hone in. You don't have to put that extra effort in because Allah does it himself. He changes the entire mode. He changes the entire environment. He changes your physiology. He changes your spirituality. And automatically, everything becomes subservient to the beautiful month of uh, the noble Quran, that is Ramadan. Talk to me about this, uh, Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Shreik Maida. Ah, wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh, my brother Shafat Ahmad Khan and all the dear listeners of Marqaz Sahaba this evening, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Once again, you know, Shaf, you always come out with beautiful actually topics, and uh, this is coming towards uh, Ramadan, which is around the corner. And yes, uh, Shaf, as you said, Allah Ta'ala just everything to work accordingly and how he wants it to work. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, we all uh, know that the month of Ramadan is the month where the Quran was revealed, as Allah has mentioned, Shahar Ramadan al-Ladhi unzla fihi al-Quran, the month of Ramadan where the Quran was revealed as guidance to mankind and also to serve as a criterion between falsehood and the truth. So, I mean, in this way, it means, you know, if you recite the Quran, it will obviously show you what is right and it obviously show you what is wrong. And that is only if you do that with the recitation of understanding what Allah Ta'ala wants you to do. You know, once again, if you look at, back at uh, Ashab in Nabi Sallam, you could see that it, take, it could take them six months just to prepare for Ramadan to come. I mean, uh, what does it mean, preparation? It means actually working hard towards doing good. So that when Ramadan comes, actually you're already in six months mode of doing good. And thereafter, another six months again, sitting back on the musallah and actually begging Allah Ta'ala to accept all the ibadah that has been done in the month of Ramadan to be accepted all of it com completely, which is totally different from us today, Shaf. Actually, when Ramadan is coming, uh, we don't like it. I mean, we start actually uh, showing those actually uh, faces of having that kind of stress because you know during the day what we do and you know our scape on the side, you know, we love it. And when it comes to Ramadan, I mean, the tempers just start flaring high because the whole day, no scarf, and that's why sometimes when you're coming to uh, to breaking fast, instead of following the sunnah of the peace of whereby actually he started breaking fast with kajur or rutab, or if it's not there, you start with water, we rush, we jump, 
uh, you know, we speed jump all this and we go on a speed dial, escape. That's what we start with in breaking our fast shaft. So, I mean, we need to uh, try and avoid certain things of this sort. Let's follow the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what he did when he did fast. What was his actually his beginning point in order for him actually to start uh, breaking fast, which is water or kajur? Let's follow all that kind of sunnah and let's leave in other things aside, Shaf. But as you said, Shaf, yes, it's the month that actually it shows to us how good we are. If you want to know yourself how good you can be, how obedient you can be to your Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, go in the month of Ramadan, you find yourself how obedient, how good you can be. In the sense, you wake up early in the morning for your, for your suhoor. After your suhoor, you know there's fajr to come. After that, you know there's a whole day of fasting, which includes ibadat of reading salah, includes ibadat of reciting the Quran and Karim, including the ibadat of giving out zakat, whatever we can, big or small. I mean, that shows you that Ramadan can actually change you to a different mode, as you said, Shaf. That allowed to just adjust everything accordingly. And yes, you look at Ramadan, you find that adjustment that Allah to puts in us, and you see that has, that's how we should be throughout the years, Muslim Shah. Absolutely, Sheikh uh, Maida. You know, when you look at all that, what you have said, it uh, makes a lot of uh, sense. And hey, people, when uh, Sheikh uh, Maida talks about scape, he's talking about cigarettes here. People smoking that that is makru, and some of them are simply addicted to that. Allah uh, save us from uh, that uh, bad habit. And also, you know, during the time of yesteryear, there were individuals that used to, you know, prepare for Ramadan six months in advance. Sheikh Shreem Maida is to fast maybe three for three months, and you know, get all that right. And you know, the spirituality was just they were just focused on Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They were there to please Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and you know. Do we find these types of individuals in our midst now? Oh, we need to go to the mountains or we need to go to the remote villages to see that if there are people like this, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida? Have these two people within us living with us? These people are too humble to say anything. They do things in the quiet. You know, they don't speak about it. They wouldn't show about it. You just see how humble they are. We got people. But we actually have to ask them to say, please come out of the closet, show us what you're doing. In that way, we also learn to go do about it, to do how to do about it. But if you keep quiet about it, really, it does not help that much because, I mean, it's only you who's benefiting. But wherever you can benefit, try as much as you can also to get the Ummah to benefit. But as you said, Shaf, you find in most of the uh, countries where people actually don't have much of uh, this uh, too much, what we call, uh, too much of development, like how we have lights and uh, internet and the rest of that. The countries like that, that's where you find people, okay, they do these preparations. You know, you go deep in African countries, deep in the Middle East, uh, deep in Asian countries, you find people that are still dedicated to this kind of habits, where they could fight fast, long in the six months before Ramadan, just to make sure they impal when it comes to Ramadan. And you find after Ramadan too, they still keep on the same uh, kind of sunnah, asking Allah to say, please, Ya Allah, accept from whatsoever I did in the month of Ramadan, of which we shouldn't be taking for granted. There is some shortcomings uh, that comes though, Shaf, in uh, the month of Ramadan. If you're not used to fasting throughout the year, we could make some mistakes while fasting. And though all those, I mean, they do not, they do not carry a guarantee that Allah has accepted our fast. But it needs for us to go back on our knees and to say, Ya Allah, please accept 
all the ibadah that we did in Ramadan, every little single thing that we've done, big or small, Ya Allah, accept it and make it the best for us. If we do not make it for the next Ramadan, Ya Allah, this Ramadan must be the key factor for me to go to Jannah straight, inshallah. Inshallah, Sheikh Shoeba Maida. And also, you know, we know Ramadan is obligatory on us. It is uh, something that has been commanded to us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that reality, you know, it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How aware are we of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How, uh, you know, seriously do we take our fast? Do we really have that reality that Allah is watching us, that my fast is only for the creator himself, and it is only the creator himself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that will reward me personally when I make parda from this dunya, when I meet my creator, he will personally reward me for this ibadah of uh, Ramadan. How do we, how do you, how do, you know, the leadership in our community, how do we motivate, especially those young men and children that are around us? And you made a very valid point. The distraction of this dunya is so much, is so vast, is uh, uh, out of proportion. We need to, you know, take them uh, out from that and harness them towards the reality of Ramadan, making them aware that if you are fasting, you're doing it purely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. You know, definitely, Shab, we need to take ourselves out of there before we could take everybody, our children, our, our spouses, our neighbors, our communities, our societies. We need to take ourselves out from there. Firstly, we need to go back to the tradition of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, where he speaks in Hadith Qudusi, where Allah Ta'ala says through our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, all the actions that we do, Shab, Salah, Zakat, and the rest of that, it's all for us. You know, you can read your salah without wudu, without tahara. It's up to you, yourself. You're only destroying yourself. Illa suyam, Allah says, except for only fasting. He said, fasting, he didn't let us have freedom of that. Fasting, he kept it for himself. Allah says, because this fasting is only from me, and I am the one that is going to reward you from me directly. So in this case, if you go around, you know, you paint your... Uh, your lips grave because you want to look like you're fasting and yet behind the curtain you're feasting, you come talking to people, breaking fast, you sit with everybody like you're fasting. Remember, you are not deceiving anybody but your own self because Allah is the one that actually has commanded this fast and he's the one that is going to reward us for this. So that's how we should be teaching our kids, our families to say, listen, in everything that you do, you can, you can come to the masjid sometime we're reading salah, you start playing around while people are reading salah. When you come to assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, you do with everybody, you look like you're performing salah, which is a little bit okay, but that's for yourself. You're denying yourself the reward. But when it comes to fasting, don't go and eat something in the quiet thinking that, you know, you're brave or you're actually a champion or you're a star. You must remember, Allah Ta is seeing you and Allah Ta is going to reward you based on how you, you have actually conducted yourself during fasting. And, you know, Allah Ta has given us actually the goodness of this fasting where he says that when it comes to the day of fasting, you know, the person who's fasting must stay calm at all the times, calm and collective. If anybody comes and actually start a fight or starting to fight or to sway you at any cost, you need to pull back. Don't fight back. You stand back and say, In Nimro Imun, you say, I am a fasting person, I'm not. 
in a position of actually getting involved in a dispute or an argument with you. I'm sorry if there's anything that I've done actually to hurt your feeling or to fray the tension between us, but I'm sorry, not in a position of fighting. That's how we should be conducting ourselves, you know. And that's why I want to be so even further said, you know, the man, the person who, who keeps fast and then do not get involved in vain talks, you know, that means his fast is completely. And then where he says also, Allah says, if you keep fast and then you do not stop uh, backbiting or being accomplished or uh, some sort of ill activities or wrong activities, then I mean, you're just wasting your time in fasting. It's like you're not fasting. At that very moment, it's just like you are starving yourself, Shaf. You know, Sheikh Shoy, am either thinking aloud, and, you know, it is an injunction. If you're in the month and you're living and uh, you're healthy, yeah, you have to fast because that is an injunction by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, the only time you're exempted from fasting if you have some illness or some chronic illnesses. But, you know, the tragedy is some individuals, they look for all the excuses. They know they, you know, suddenly they can start getting sick only when it's getting towards Ramadan. And they look for all the excuses not to fast. You know, say, so, oh, I'll pay my kafara, I'll pay my fidya, and et cetera, and so forth. Um, how do you advise? I'm sure many come to you, and you know, Sheikh Shoei Maida, that they're just looking for the easy way out. They don't have that uh, confirmed conviction that what a boon and what a blessing Fasting is in Ramadan, Sheikh Maida. It is, when it comes to issues like that, we have found a lot of people that comes around actually to speak about these things. They're looking for low ports or to find a way. And the question you ask your face is that do you believe that you come from Allah and that you return to Allah and without being appointed time at any time? Do you believe in that? And then when Pastor says, yes, I do believe that I'll die one day, he say, yeah, so then you must remember, if you know you'll die one day, the same one that is going to take you, so one day, he knows what's in your heart. You know, you deceive yourself. Create opportunities for you to fast. You know, I'll give you a good example. I met one uh, Musalli uh, in the masjid that we go out all the time. I mean, he's sickly. May Allah ta grant him Shifa Kamil, inshallah. He's been in and out of hospital. And, you know, he says to me, you know, Sheikh, I always look forward to Ramadan because, you know, uh, throughout the year, you can see I'm running up on side in hospitals one week sometimes, come back home and then be suffering. When it comes to Ramadan, when I start fasting, I don't even run to the hospital. I won't even go to the hospital. I'll see myself feeling better and fit. So, you know, you must remember, have that conviction to say Ramadan is a command by Allah Ta'ala. And only Allah Ta'ala will reward you for that, definitely. If you keep it for the pleasure of Allah, you must remember that pattern of us starving ourselves is a pattern where also our body is actually refreshing itself, refraining itself from actually all the toxics that we get from the food stuff that we eat every day. You know, you must remember, Shaf, in today's time, most of the food stuff that we're consuming from, ele from electronic chicken to electronic tomatoes, electronic cabbage and the rest of that is all full of actually toxics and uh, chemicals. So, I mean, when it comes to Ramadan, we don't consume much of it, which means the body has the time to detox some of the uh, some of the poison or some of the chemicals that are in those foods that we've been consuming the whole year through. So, I mean, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity that Allah has given us that, you know, once in a year we detox in the sense we keep calm the whole day. We don't have anything. In the evening, you can only eat uh, to a certain extent. 
even at so you can only eat to a certain extent. Most of the times, half the time, sharp. So whole time we won't even eat, be eating food. All we have is a cup of tea and something else, which is not much. And I mean, the body gets used actually to detox in that way, and it benefits our bodies in every aspect of it. So for those that want to come up with some little bit of excuses, try and put your excuses one side and say, this fasting is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has made it farad. Allah has made it compulsory, obligatory for us to keep us fasting this month in these certain days and also that we need to complete it. Yes, if we are sick, whereby we know there's no two ways about it, then we are allowed to break the fast, you know, and those that cannot afford, yes, fidya has been given as a way out where you give out, uh, uh, you feed a masakin or a mis. Uh, or, or a miskin. You feed the poor or one or more than that. It's up to you if you can do better. But if you look at the one towards the end of the day, and Lao Ta says, after giving us these options, he says, If you only avoid all this and keep the fast, much better for you if you knew the benefits of fasting. So in this way, telling us, in all these sicknesses, whatever we have in, in there, that will stop us from fasting and, you know, resort into giving fidia. If we defeat them to say, look, I'll do my fidia, but I want to keep fast, you'll see that Allah will give you the strength and the power that you overcome all these sicknesses in the 30 days, and you'll be fine, inshallah. Inshallah, Sheikh Shoy Maida, and also you look at the Noble Quran, it is a furqan, the criterion between right and wrong. And this is the month, you know, even when you basha the Quran, when you read the Noble Quran during this month, you know, it brings out a special, special feeling. It gives you the special energy, a spiritual energy that, you know, when you're looking at this Furqan of the criterion of right and wrong, you know, it turns many a soul. What's your experience like, Sheikh Shoaib? No, no, definitely, you know, Shaf, if you look at it, even if you recite the Quran, with that uh, intention to say, I just want to read something. You know, you end up, you know, feeling sorry about yourself because of certain things that you've been doing and not knowing they're wrong. And you look at it, I mean, the Quran is giving you the true meaning of it. And, you know, as we said, even last time, we do have uh, some copies, shaft of which I need actually to bring to you. That's uh, English translated Qurans that, I mean, you could give out in the uh in your programs in your shows just a promotion for ramadan that is coming to say you know what you need to start reading the quran i mean you can get a few people uh that listens to your shows like myself too i don't mind you can give me one gift from there i know i received this before ramadan from shaf i mean let's encourage the people and let's motivate the people to say it's the month of the quran and the quran is a book of guidance the quran is a criterion that shows us what is right and what is wrong so if we read and start reciting it with understanding alhamdulillah come out of the month of ramadan we'll have our eyes open in the sense we know what is wrong and we know what is right and we know what allowed our dislikes from us and we know what allowed our loves from us and we do it in abundance because we know at any time allowed our can just call us in to say it's your turn to go and we we're going we must be happy that we've done something that pleases our creator in that way our creator will be pleased with us inshallah Shaf. you know Maida, when you look at ramadan it's a month of gratitude you should be grateful that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as you say you know had given you or has given us the opportunity to be in the month of ramadan and obtaining its uh its, its benefit and you know the gratitude and you know gaining the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know we should all embrace it, celebrate it, and have that uh, type of uh, 
persona that when you look at each other, you should just say, you know what? You know what? Welcome. Ahlan wa sahlan ya Ramadan. Hey, how lucky we are. It's Ramadan. It's Ramadan. You know, why don't we show that spirit, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida? Shaf, I mean, you're correct when you're saying that. The thing is, you know, if you if you step aside from the commands and the rules uh, that governs your deen and yourself, then that's where we start losing out on these important aspects of actually celebrating Ramadan. You know, as I said earlier on, you know, you find some among us that would be very happy, Alhamdulillah, Ramadan is coming, Alhamdulillah, you know, oh, the khair is coming from Allah Ta'ala, let's embrace it, you know, Ahlan wa Sahran, Ya Shahar Ramadan, you know, uh, you welcome, most welcome the month of Ramadan, the month of, of, of rewards, and the month that takes us close to Allah's, and if we can't have that, it will be far much better. But now because we stepped aside from actually understanding uh, what what governs our deen, then when it comes to Ramadan Shaf, we have to be scared because all our dealings are outside the context of our deen. So when Ramadan comes, I mean, how are we going to work out our dealings that are not right and now at the same time, please allow Allah. So it becomes a problem. So that's why we say, you know, there's some actually that do preparations six months in advance just to make sure they're doing things right. I mean, this is the time. You know, we've got a few days left for Ramadan, and if we cannot live and ignore something, or we cannot sacrifice something for the pleasure of Allah, then something is not going right in us. Let's actually sacrifice our behavior that is not right, you know, for the uh, praise of Allah and do something else right in the month of Ramadan. If we do that, inshallah, we will not have problems. We'll be happy throughout the fasting and after the fasting we'll be happy because we have actually embraced a different culture of actually embracing everybody just as we embrace Ramadan come outside Ramadan we free people inshallah inshallah yes I shall show my that but uh, you know you call upon Allah and he answers your prayers and also in Ramadan you know, you call on Allah, He will definitely answer you. But there are conditions, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida. You know, everything that you do, there are conditions. Uh, if you, if you, uh, you pass those conditions, and uh, then only then uh, do you get your, you know, your papers or whatever you applied for. The same with the Ramadan, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida. There are certain conditions when you're calling upon Allah, and sometimes, oh, why is not answered? And uh, you haven't fulfilled certain conditions. What could uh, some of those conditions be, uh, Sheikh Shoei? It is of, uh, the first actually advice that we could be giving to one another, starting for myself, is actually to make Tawbah Nasuha. Tawbah uh, Nasuha is actually to repent before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely. And in this case, it means, you know, if you have wronged any individuals, you know, you actually ask for forgiveness from them before you could go back to Allah Ta'ala and say, please forgive me. Don't skip, don't jump the gun and skip the channels. Do it possibly and understanding how it went wrong. Thereafter, you go back to Allah Ta'ala and say, Allah, forgive me for my wrongdoings and my shortcomings. And thereafter as well, in abundance, we actually, we do read a lot of istighfar in abundance uh, before it comes after we've made our tawbah. And then thereafter, we make peace with ourselves that we come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to Him we shall return. And thereafter, we start looking at the conditions of fasting that actually you have to be in a very sober mood, in a calm mood whereby, you know, you do not get in actually or get involved in any dispute or, or arguments with your family or anybody. You know, make sure you stay at peace and you be a calm person. And in that way, so show other people, guide them on how it's done. You know, be the leader, you know, lead the way. When it comes to iftar time, you'll be in the masjid as early as possible. If you don't have anything to share with anybody, bring at least a, a jug of water, sit there at 
least let somebody have that water that you brought from home at least one, two, three glasses shade. I mean, that's how it has to be done. And once we do that, and our heart is clean and we've given ourselves completely to Allah, we want to do everything for the pleasure of Allah, we've done our step far and we've made peace ourselves to say we are good people, which shows even Ramadan how good we are. And we maintain that kind of behavior. And when anybody comes do anything that is uh, not good for us, I mean, we turn away. You know what that means? I mean, we've started well, and these are part of the conditions that actually we do uh, actually get our Ramadan to be good and actually accepted. And as I said earlier, on actually don't get involved in actually uh, in vain talks. In other words, also being witnesses to actually to uh, gossip and the rest of that. Wherever there's a gossip, you move away from there. And you don't make comments, you just move away and go from there. And if you can, at least you speak about, you say, gentlemen or ladies, gossip is haram. Please stop gossiping, it's not good. Thereafter, you move away. Do not condone it. Speak about it and move away. That way, inshallah, you are sitting on a good corner and actually your actions will be answered before Allah ta'ala. Absolutely, Shaykh Shoemaida. And then, you know, you look at Ramadan, and I see it uh, more like a madrasa to taqwa, you know, avoiding the haram and doing the rightful, uh, uh, doing the rightful thing for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also for yourself. And, you know, doing the halal, you know, inwardly, yeah, you do it inwardly and doing the halal outwardly. Mean your intention, yeah, I'm doing everything that is for Allah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inwardly your intention your niya is absolutely in sync with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but when you're doing something you know like you're showing the world that I am doing halal outwardly but inwardly your heart is dirty your intentions are not correct you have a different intention I, mean, I want to show so and so and I want to do this or that and maybe the public can tell me wah 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 you know he's such a pious and uh, you know holy person uh, talk to us about that uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida you know, Shafa, just as you just said now, I mean, you know, you just uh, actually brought me to some uh, kind of angle that, I mean, you made me understand something as well. And Alhamdulillah, you know, as you said, you know, there is actually something I mentioned to say, I put it in this sense for our generations today to understand. There is a, a trophy that allowed us put forward as a token of uh, appreciation for fasting. You know, as you said, Kutiba alaykum usuyam. Taqwa is actually the trophy that allowed us preserved, you know, has preserved for us to achieve when it comes to Ramadan. And I mean, if you look at this taqwa, I mean, its essence and its virtues, its importance, allowed us mentioned the Quran to say, If you achieve that actually trophy of piety, you know, um, Allah Ta'ala is going to love you in the sense uh, that Allah Ta'ala is going to reward you in the sense that if you, maybe you're starving or you're looking for something, Allah Ta'ala will make sure he bring it for you from different sources that you never ex 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 expected. So that is actually the virtues of taqwa. You know, if you are, fear Allah Ta'ala, if you have the trophy that you achieve through your fasting, definitely you're heading towards Allah happily and smiling, having your trophy to show off, to say, Allah, this is the trophy that you awarded me for actually doing that first thing the way you wanted it to be done. So that is why even the nations before us, as he says, fasting was prescribed to them just as it's done to us so that we attain that uh, taqwa, then this is what we should be looking for. And what is taqwa in this sense? Taqwa in this sense means actually willingly and voluntarily 
doing things for the pleasure of Allah without being forced. You know, there's two uh, aspects in this uh, chart. You know, we can put taqwa and there's, uh, there's hawf. Hawf is, 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 is actually in respect of calling it fear. You know, fear is like when they say there's a lion two kilometers from here, be careful, don't walk outside your house because there's a lion. And I mean, you're just peeping out of the window, you don't go, that's fear. You know, but in this case, taqwa, you're doing it because you love that to do for the pleasure of Allah. So that's what we need to achieve. But not doing because we fear, we're scared of Allah is going to punish us. That way we're going to make a mistake somewhere because that fear might just uh, way off at one one point, you know, to say, okay, no, maybe Allah is not seeing me. You go do wrong and it happens. That's your last moment and you end up going to the wrong place. So we need to have that taqwa, not fear. Have the taqwa, the love that I want to perform mashallah because I know Allah has commanded it. And in commanding it, it's just not commanded. But is that there's a good reward that I'm going to get from there. Amongst it is that salah itself will become a key for me to go to Jannah. And also another one is that salah itself is a tool to cleanse myself, actually to purify myself spiritually every day five times. You know, which means when I wake up in the morning, I'm purified. Before I go to bed in the night, ask for purity. So when I wake up in the morning, actually, it's all connected. So this is what we're going to achieve in the month of Ramadan. Voluntarily, without anybody being forcing us, we just look at the watch and we know it's going to be at that time in 10 minutes, we start heading to the masjid. And we know there's some people that are, that are poor, they need some assistance. We just look into our zakat coffers, we get it out and we start you know, allocating the people that deserve actually to be given this kind of actually uh, link between ourselves and them. You know, I mean, and you look at uh, also your families, you need to make them happy. And you look also at the same time, not to speak ill about other people. And if other people comes and attacks you, you learn to come down to say, you know, if fire and fire meets is a problem. So you become the, the cooler part of that, which is water to actually diffuse uh, the heat in that fire. So this is what we're going to rain throughout. And this all is a package that comes in that one. Once we achieve that shaft, definitely Jannah becoming up becomes ours without any hesitation. I mean, Sheikh Shoy, Allah bless you for really uh, making this segment a spiritual one and a lot of content. Allah bless you for that. Perhaps your parting words uh, this evening, Sheikh Shoy, Maida. You know, I would say welcome, Ramadan. I mean, uh, we've been waiting for the past year again after you're gone, and we are ready to embrace you. And please, you embrace us as well so that we all together do what Allah wants us to do. And once again, Shaf, may Allah reward you and your families for the great part that you're playing, inshallah, in this uh, deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah must grant you and give you uh, the best makam in this dunya as well as in the akhirah, inshallah. I mean, so I mean, my duas are also reciprocal for you, Sheikh Shoy Maida. Jazakallah khaira for uh, being uh, someone that's our beck and call on uh, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Time for us uh, to go for a break, and inshallah, we will uh, continue after that.